give yourself permission to change, right? Like my goal last week might've been to get a yacht and a helicopter and a private jet. My goal this week might be to just like make $2 million a year and live comfortably and reinvest it. So like my family's secure. And then next week I might want to buy a Bugatti. Who knows? Your goals change. And I, I I change like the weather. And I told you that like one way, like I want to grow. I want $50 million a year. And then the next day I'm like, dude, I'm just cool making like three, $4 million a year. I think if I made $4 million a year, I'd be happy. I could stay there, but I change every day. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Really, really um, great topic today for anybody that's that's in the beginning phase, middle phases, or or has hit a plateau. Yeah, so while you just kind of share about a little bit of what's going on right now in your business. Yeah, so I I think that, um, you know, it was like, there was a point where where we started we we took off rather quickly without a lot of resistance. I think that yeah. we start off a little slow and we had some, I'll tell you a quick little story. Um, we have our t-shirts, uh, the Case Connect t-shirts, and they have a sleeve that says, fuck Jerry on it. And did I ever, ever share this with you why they say that? So there's a cursive, no. there's a cursive thing on the sleeve that says, fuck Jerry. And like when we were starting, okay. we... Um, we had this guy that we had like 15 different Zooms with and his, his name was Jerry. Um, and he was an attorney and he was in one of the easiest states in the country. We're like, dude, this is a cakewalk. We're going to crush it for you. And he's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Like, uh, Zoom after Zoom after Zoom after Zoom after Zoom. Never signed. And it like kind of had me like questioning like, damn, is this going to work? It was like one of our first clients. I was like, is this going to work? Like, do people, people are even going to pay us to do this? And I know it'll work because we tried it and I'm like, are people actually going to believe us and pay us? And, um, you know, fast forward, I think, you know, now we're up today and I was like, let's put fuck Jerry because he like, he doubted us. And that was when we questioned like, is this going to work? Are we going to be able to sell this to like now doing like 1.1, 1.2 million dollars a month? You know, like, like, so that's why we have that some motivation for like, you know, so that is actually us really in the cool. beginning. really, really cool. Right. So everybody in the company knows like what that is and what that means. But, um, you know, we started off, we, we hit like some hurdles in the beginning. Then I think that what really changed us is when I created that offer that you and I were talking about, I think that that offer was just like so stupid and there's just no resistance to it. And it's just a no brainer purchase. So once we implemented that offer and like revamped the sales process. And I like to touch on that too. Like, and it was different than what everybody else was doing. Right. Completely different with the other offers that were out there, which now everybody's trying to copy on you, which is awesome. Yeah. Everybody in the industry is jacking my offer, which is like annoying. I see all their ads, but, but yeah, it is what it is. Right. So like the, the highest form of flattery is like imitation as they say. Right. So, Cool. You know, happy, happy that it's helping other people. Um, I'm on, I'm moving on to the next phase. So while they're trying to do that, I'll be innovating. But, um, so we had that pretty like meteoric rise. And then after that, I think the issue that we had was like, you know, we grew really quickly. Um, and then we've, we've been in this plateau. Um, and you and I were talking the other day and I think we're at like the 1 million to $1.2 million a month. And, I think part of it is, is that I'm very comfortable with where we're at. We have a small team. Um, you know, we, we, we take care of our team. They enjoy it. They're all engaged. We're all making good money. Our clients are getting good service. And it's like, do we want to grow, right? Um, so, like, we really hit this this plateau. And I'm, I'm trying to analyze, like, why we did. And just along with that is, like, do we want to grow bigger? Like, I was reading Scaling Up. Um, which you were yeah. talking about. I read a long time ago and rereading it. So I'm getting a lot more out of it. And they were saying like, there's a, we talked about an org chart, right? And like, who is the head yeah. of marketing? Who's the head of sales? Who's the head of operations? Who's the head of everything? And like, I realized that it's me that I'm the head yep. of everything, right? So in order to grow, I think that um, where we're at, and I don't mean to say this, I don't want to be braggadocious or, or put down anybody on our team. Everybody on our team has a unique skill set and they're amazing at what they do. Um, it's more of a thing where I kind of micromanaging control everything, but I was reading in the book where it said like, you know, from that one to 11 employee thing is like an innovator or a leader and a bunch of helpers. And that's, and, and you can only yeah. grow to a certain point. And I think that like, that's where we're at right now. So like when I read that, it was very eye opening to like, to be able to grow past that. And you can touch on this a lot better with Legion, like growing from, you were running one or two locations, three locations. And then to grow past that, you had to make some changes, take a step back, remove yourself from certain places, create SOPs, and then like kind of like systematize everything. Uh, I think like right now, um, I'm at that point where 
I've hit that cap of the leader with a bunch of helpers. And I don't think we can do much more because I'm holding the business back because I need to take a step back, systematize and place the right people in the right seats and let go of certain things to grow. But as we talked, I just don't know if I even want to do that. Yeah, it's interesting because like a couple things come to mind as we like chat over this because there's cool like there's cool things. One, the first thing is creating a business that we want. That's the whole point of I, you know, for me, I can't speak for other people, but I created a legion back in the day, opened my own business so I could be my own boss. So I could make the rules in my life. And that's something that I've noticed even today. And it's something that like just ticks on the ego. So I'm like, oh, when I, when I notice it happens, I'm like, oh, why is that triggering me to a degree? Why is that hitting my ego? But I hate it when people tell me what to do. I'm just very resistant to it. So I started my business so I didn't have people telling me what to do. Part of it also was you, nobody could see, but I got three dogs behind me. I'm a big dog person. I had a dog that I actually wanted to bring to work with me. So that was also a motivating factor for me. And I saw like, you know, dad's own business, I think subconsciously, that was a thing. But ultimately it was, I want to be able to make my own decisions. I want to control my destiny. So when I started my own business, it allowed me to do that. And I think sometimes we forget because we see what other people are doing, you know, and we go, oh crap, that'd be really cool to grow to this or grow to that or grow to this. And something that at one point with Legion, I was like, I want to have a thousand locations. You know, I want to be the absolute leader. And I determine leader by size of a unit locations. And then I look at it now, I'm like, I have zero desire personally to be at a thousand locations. That's not the business I want to run. That's not going to, when I actually start thinking, I, I always, I used to always think really short term, playing maybe a little bit of catch up. Again, that goes back to ego being like, well, if this person's here, I want to be there. It wasn't actually looking at strategically, what do I want my life to be? Why am I actually doing these things? Why did I start at the beginning? Almost reverse engineering it from the end result, like we like we talk about exactly. all the time. But we don't we don't apply yeah. it to our own business. We don't apply it, and then it's like I get super fired up, and I'm like, push, 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 next level, next level, next level, and I put so much self worth on growing a business, the size of the gym, the amount of locations that I had, that I didn't actually look like. What do I want to do? What lifestyle do I want to create? You know, how is this actually going to change, or? get me faster to where I want to be. And if I can't define where I want to be, how do I actually know I'm ever going to get there? So at one point I wanted to get there, but yeah, I went from having one location. It was just me. I think managing three locations is really easy just as an owner operator for gyms. Like I can have a super small team. I can be the one that's overseeing it. I don't have to have all this stuff. And I was actually talking to somebody recently who they're looking to open to three locations. And I was like, you could eventually get a regional manager, so to speak, that goes to all your locations, or if you have this freaking cash flow machine and you don't have any other distractions, you have your investments elsewhere that are more passive, whether it be like real estate or even you know stocks and stuff like that, or maybe it's just more take my cash, put it elsewhere to continue to grow. Like what else are you gonna do? What is the lifestyle you want? You actually right. like being in your gyms, so why outsource that part if it's just you getting to be the leader and being present and doing yeah. the things you like to do because this is the life you wanted to build and now you don't have to pay somebody or have the other teams and you're making me more. So I think right. what I noticed though, once I got to that eight location point, I did need help. You know, right around six to eight locations, I needed help. And it's actually right around the time I joined an organization called Entrepreneurs Organization, uh, which that's where I was introduced to scaling up and that's where I was introduced to traction. And we use traction as the bones of my business. Traction is entrepreneurial operating system. And the whole time I was growing Legion from zero to eight, I honestly, I think similar to you, it's just like, I knew this was working. I'm going to keep doing more of this, more of this. And it was almost instinctual. And I was like, this is how I'm going to keep on growing. And then I was like, oh, this is how you run a business. Because at the end of the day, most of the business revolved around, actually, that's not true. All of the business revolved around me. I was the market. I was the head of sales. I was the head of operations. And what's and the danger? I, and what's the danger in that if you want to exit? Well, you can't. Because one, they're either going to have to get somebody who's just as good as you, this unicorn that can do all of those roles. It's going to be super expensive. And this is what a lot of people that are trying to, ex well, they don't think about exiting, you know, but so that, and they, they think that their business maybe is like more 
valuable than it is because they're doing all these different roles. Well, somebody buys that, either that person's going to have to do that, they're going to have to hire one person to do it, which is going to be hard. Or in like you and I's case, they're going to have to hire multiple people to do it. And hey, they might actually have a back-end team and that's why they're interested. They might actually have a back-end team that's already equipped to handle those things. Uh, so that is a possibility. But again, it just makes it more difficult because the business is you, even if you don't realize it. Like I wasn't right. training people anymore, but it was still based off of me. And that's okay. I think that's also super important. Like you do need to be involved. You do need to be a leader. You need to have that vision and keep pushing it forward to, to a certain degree. Growth that's happening. I think I think it'll get to a point where like if you are generating enough revenue or you can get the business to a certain point that you can kind of take a step back and then attract the talent that you need to replace you in one certain aspect. And I think the last thing that you should exit in the business is like marketing and sales and maybe like finance. I think they're like the last things that you can that you should do. Um, like like marketing, you should hold on to is the absolute last, right? Sales, absolutely. Yeah. But the, like, I think sales, you could probably let go be, beginning, but like you need to start grabbing. So you need to grow the business and you need to do everything that you need to do and wear every single hat until you get to a certain point to generate the revenue. And I think like what's really important for, for businesses is just to stack cash, right? Stack as much cash as you can. Then you can invest in people. But I think that the mistake might be to go from you running everything to just dumping somebody in every single category and you just step them back and you're like, oh, I'm a CEO and here's 50 well, other people. You should add one in a specific uh, portion of the business at a time. One to manage the finance. Yeah. One to manage the sales team. Yeah, so the leader has to control the vision. Like that's the most important thing. Like you're dictating the vision of where you're right. going. And then 100%, and like that's where, that's where I learned in traction, you know, looking at EOS and they talk about it even in, in scaling up. I was like, oh, if I look at an org chart and I put, Hey, here's this visionary, you know, or here's the, you know, that they have visionary and integrator, and then they have operations, marketing and sales and finance and stuff like that. And you can add to, you know, you could even have a technology officer and stuff like that if you really wanted to, depending on your business. But if we just took a look at that, I remember at one point I was like, oh, that's all me, which I think was important, extremely important, how I grew the business because me developing those skills, me learning all the backend tech and how to do the tech allowed me to move really fast. And that's how I was able to, I was able to go into markets or start a business. There was already people that were had a name or whatever and overcome them because I was advancing. I was always growing. And at the stage of my business being that it was small, I wasn't going to be able to pay somebody that was going to be able to do it. Like I had to learn to do that thing. And then boom, I could do it really quickly. Right. But because because cash think, is king when you I first vision. start your business. Yeah. Well, cash is king too, but I also do think that depending on the level of the business you're at, if you don't know how something works or operates, how the hell are you going to be able to put a checks and balances there? How are you going to be truly able to inspect it? Like I see that with so many business owners that don't know how to market and they get ripped off by marketing companies that are putting out pure trash, but they don't know what they don't know. So it's like hard to inspect it. And since I run a traditionally smaller business, it's easy to have my hands in everything and understand it. But it then gets to the point where if it's that's where this overwhelm can happen for business owners because they're doing everything. And as a result, they're getting stuck. They're getting stagnant. They're going to hit their level. So when I looked at EOS, it's like, hey, you have this visionary, you have this integrator. And then in the beginning, oftentimes, that's going to be the same person. Then it's like marketing sales. And I was like, oh, that's me and every single one. What I then did is I just filled it up with every single person. The last role I held was marketing. All, all at once, now, sir. All, so I originally had all at once, but yeah, just about all at once. Like I put, I think I might've done, I offloaded. So I don't necessarily agree with you that finance should, I think you, you should definitely have a, a key, uh, like you should keep an eye on finance and have a good understanding. <clears throat> but even reading that book amped up, you know, he uh, talks about the, I can't remember who wrote it, but his two other kids, he would go into companies, you know, big ass companies, turn them around, boom, scale them. And then they would exit or whatever. IPO or, or all that good stuff. But then when his first company, he at first was like, I don't need a finance person, finance, blah, blah, blah. And then once they got the finance person in it, he's like, wow, this is amazing. So every time he went to, a, to the next companies in like at the third company right now, the finance he, right brought away. The fi he brought the finance guy with him. He's like, it's a package deal. I'm not doing it without him. So I do think, because that is not my skill set, yeah. is <clears throat> those finances aspect. Like I can create income. Mm -hmm. But how to strategically use them, keep an eye on them, like 
I'm not necessarily I take, the best with that. I take that back and I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. So so yes, I, I agree that like finance, getting somebody that knows finance and knows numbers or even just hiring like an accountant that knows business numbers to like take care of your business full time and like understand where things are going. But I think that the the decision making and you still being the head of that department is key, right? Having somebody under you that's that's guiding you and giving you, hey, this is not profitable. This is this, this is that. And I see this heading in this trajectory make a decision based off of this information. So somebody you feeding you the data that you would never be able to see because you're not talented enough. So I take it back. Yeah. You're right. Hiring somebody there could be really, really beneficial, but you still have to be the decision yeah. maker. And agreed. And I think that's another issue with, you know, again, particularly talking about gym owners is they have no idea about their finances. They make money. They spend just as much. They're wasting money elsewhere. They always think it's right. this next certification or this technology is going to grow their business. It's like, no, developing the skills. So I think especially early on, the best thing you can do as a business owner and the context of business that I talk about, especially service-based, smaller businesses, one to 10 million and stuff like that, or zero to 10 million, um, you know, having developing those skills is really going to be something that's, you're going to have a, the biggest impact early on, but especially like you and I, we love lean companies. I'd much rather have a leaner, stronger company and pay those, those less people more money, overpay them. Dude. Agree uh, to be just crush it. Like instead of Agree. having this like super big bloat of all these people and stuff all through, rather have a lean team, like one person getting paid the equivalent of two people, but then having much larger responsibility, but taking ownership right. of that role. I think uh, that you and I had this conversation like last week or whenever it was, but like, or maybe earlier this week, but yeah, I agree. Like I yeah. like the way Casey and set up. Like I like the the family atmosphere, like the smaller, everybody knows everything about every single piece of the business. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy where we're at, right? Like every, everybody kind of wears multiple hats. We work like each person works like 10 people, but they get paid more, right? Yeah. So if we would have hired on a bunch of other people, we'd be like, Hey, your salary is 50, your salary is 70. And this is what this position dictates. But we're like, Hey dude, we're all doing everything. This is your lane, but yeah. hop in anything you want to. And the income, yeah. you know, you bring in, Let's all share it. Yeah. Let's, let's share more income with less people. And I even think going back to yeah. the gym business too, like even I talked to the coaches, like, hey guys, like if we hire another coach, yeah, it's going to cut down on everybody's hours, everybody's bonuses and chip in. But like, why not? Let's just, let's just work twice as hard and just split the money between two people. So keep well, both of you more I, happy. So that's the thing I didn't realize when I founded Legion and we started creating the model of how we do gyms. I didn't realize that we did it so differently than everybody else out there until honestly, like mm -hmm. in the last year or two, I've, I've started hearing how other people coach gym owners and how they should structure the business. And it's like, man, these gyms have all these employees. They're netting 10%. And I'm like, what is going on here? Instead, you know, maybe just because I have that background as a trainer, it's like, hey, why don't we actually do the opposite of everybody else? Instead of forcing you to do all these split shifts. Yeah, I'm going to give you some other responsibilities that maybe isn't the exact thing you love, but guess what? You're going to be able to spend time with your family. You're going to have a right. life out of this. So I'm going to expect a little bit more out of you. You're going to be doing a little bit more work than just training. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more opportunity. And we're going to keep this team a little bit leaner so that we can keep a healthier, more profitable business. Right. Like I said, and that's what not a lot of people understand. Like instead yeah. of having a coach come in, coach three classes in the morning, three classes in the evening, but they're making the same money. Hey, work your eight hour shift. You're the janitor. You're the yeah. coach. You're the receptionist. Yeah. You're everything. And, but guess what? You get paid more. And then once that eight hour shift's over, go home, spend time with your family. And it's a better quality of life. And I yeah. just like that close. Like, let's take care yeah. of our own. We're a family. We're yeah. in this together. Let's all do this shit together. Like, I, I well, like that feeling in a business. Too, 100% agree. I'm sorry to talk over you. But the other thing, just as I'm hearing, like as we're talking out loud, and I think this is why our gyms have way better retention than a lot of other people. Because that even goes, if we look at, even if we look at Case Connect, if we look at Gym Academy, you know, that stuff as well. It's if we, what people lose clients because they have too different of a sales process to delivery service. And then it's like, you have one person signing them up, doing all these things. And then they never see that person again. They have a new connection. But in our gyms, like the person that's signing you up might also be coaching you. And then they're going to be the one checking in. So people are connected at every single level. And it makes the clients really understand that you care or helps the clients really understand right. that you truly but care. Is that and the it thing, creates a better system for retention. But is that the thing that gets you there, but also holds you back from getting to the next level? Well, so I think these are kind of somewhat of a different guess. Depending on... 
certain layers of the gym and, and how the size is going to be, you're going to have to like my, my Newark location was going to operate different than my Newtown square location, just because of their size, the amount of clientele one had like, you know, I, my smallest gym had like 250 members. My biggest gym had 500 members. And then one might have 30 to 50 front end clients on top of the members. And the other one might have a hundred front end clients on top of the, the 500 members. Yeah. So you are going to need way more. So a hundred percent. And I think the same thing goes for business. And that's where we talked about, Hey, at, at, you know, we're at one point, you know, 1 million a month or whatever, we're at this certain point. And we started like analyzing and was like, hey, honestly, like you're in charge of everything. You're wearing every single hat. Now, if you wanted to scale really fast, it'd be like, hey, I need to take a look at this work chart. I need to like strategically replace myself. And that's what I did at like Legion because I was like, all right, I have eight locations. I have all these franchises. You know, I need to have somebody that while we're also continuing to focus on growth, bringing the brand to the next level. I need to bring in some people that one are more passionate about it, like more passionate about that. Right. That's why I never gave up marketing because I love marketing and I do love sales too. But then I had somebody take the seat in the sales role that loved it and did an excellent job. And then we had that individual own the sales team and everything that was in it and sales team and all the locations and, and the process and everything like that. So I think that's what like strategically over time you're going to need to do is you're going to need to make sure you put those people in the position. Now, I think it's in, in good to great to talk about great businesses and companies that have gone from good to great. And a lot of times, and this is the tough thing, and this is okay within business, but the people that you start with, people that you know get you there, aren't going to be the ones who are there at the end. So the company, yeah. the team that gets you from zero to one might be a different team that's one to 10. And then the team from 10 to 20 to, or 100 is going to be different too. And oftentimes, the only similar face when they looked at those companies was like, the founder, but even the founder moved to different roles. Because that's what I found. This was something I didn't do. And honestly, looking back on it, it's a move I should have made. Was at one point I had all my locations. I have a franchise, the franchise business. I'm like, man, I don't really know this franchise business. I have this big vision. We're driving, we're selling like crazy. I need somebody that's going to be able to operate my locations, make sure that the franchise are operating really well too. And I had an opportunity to hire a CEO. But I still I was scared. It was going to be the highest salaried employee, the highest just compensation package for an employee ever that I had. Uh, and it also was like kind of stripping me a little bit of my identity. There's that control. I wanted to have that control. And I do look back and I'm like, man, like that's the hire that I should have made at that time. You know, that would have been a really good hire. And then I also look because too, this person has had roles in leadership teams has a higher knowledge of it, knows how to really operate a business. Like I, I'm really good at like getting businesses started. I get really excited. We're like doers. Um, I don't mind. We're, we're, yeah. we're doers. Like we can, we know a little bit yeah. about everything and we're like, we can put this whole thing together and just drive. Yeah. We're like, we're like somebody on a farm yeah. that's like gets the fucking plow and they're like, fuck the cows yeah. and the mules or whoever's moving. Like we're moving this shit. Let's go. And we're just, we'll get the fucking yeah. shit done. We're like, we're like 100%. fucking bullheaded lunatics and we just get shit done. Yeah. So it's like, but there's, so there's a different sk a skill set that is needed at a certain point. And I think that's another thing that we, if we look at as we grow, we are going to have to put really amazing people in those roles so that it goes from the owner, the founder or whatever, or one person owning all those roles and having like the doers underneath to then having, you know, they manage the managers. And then eventually you have somebody that manages the managers and in the place you have all that. And that's truly depending on the level of growth or even completely removing yourself where you want to be from the business. So, so it I think it depends on like how fast you want to get there and if you want to have that kind of business anyway. So I think that in order to do that, like if you're a business that's looking to scale, um, in order to get from like, you know, that one to 11 employee range where you're doing a million dollars a month or something and then move up and then replace yourself with, you know, a level like execs in each department, I believe that you have to, you have to be able to attract great talent, but you really need to like use a CEO step back and it might be hard to do and really just put pen and paper and just systematize every single process of how it's done, like a robot and what everybody's responsible for. And then just create like your business on paper, ideally how each of these people would operate and then be like, boom, this is the system, then replace this part. This person's responsible for these, 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 these roles. Um, these are your numbers to hit go about it the way you would go about it, right? And then they just like set goals for each thing and kind of like, and then start adding people in and filling those roles because you just got to understand like what you do, but put it down. So you can say, I need to replace yeah. myself here. I need to replace myself there. I need to replace myself here. 
So I agree, but I'm also going to challenge and disagree with you. So for instance, I let's should battle. Not be creating, I should not be creating the SOPs of the finance role because that's not a skill set that I have. So I think what right. you want to do when you're hiring people is something we have to recognize. There's something like if I am an eight at something, me personally, this is a reason why we want to hire somebody. If I'm an eight at it, I'm only going to be able to get somebody to a seven. So I need to hire somebody that's a 10 so that they can bring their people underneath them. But when I'm hiring somebody, especially in a leadership role, I might have my ideas of what I need out of the role. The responsibility of that leader is to create the true SOPs that we need and then manage that team. That's the responsibility for them. I might have gotten it to a certain point. So it's like, yes, here's this role. Here's the idea. Here's these things out of it. But if I'm bringing in a true leader that's going to yep. own that role, own the team yep. and the people that report to him or her, that person needs to create the SOPs. And that's where I think yeah. it's like that's it's giving up a little bit of that control. And that's the tough thing for guys like you and me. I want that control. I think I'm right on every fucking But have thing. we ever had like A-level players and not to down anybody or demean anything that anybody's done, but have we ever had somebody similar to ourselves that we like go do your thing and they've done it and they've wowed us or amazed us or like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, I think that it comes from like us trying to groom employees and we grow them really fast, but we've never gotten somebody that's like an A plus plus and groomed or, or a B and groomed into an A plus and be like, wow. Okay, cool. You uh, get it. You got it. I would say I have, I would say I've had people in the wrong roles that I assume, but I also have, and that's where the mistake also came in. Maybe I moved them to a level before they were ready and maybe they would have been ready in a couple of years. But there's a yeah. couple of things that I could have because I really love to, you know, I loved to uh, promote from within. But there are times when you need to bring somebody from the outside. Now, I look at traction. And when they say when you're looking at employees, like, do they get it? Do they want it? Do they have the capacity to do it? Do they get yep. what the job requires? Do yep. they want to actually do that role? And yep. then do they have the capacity? Do they have the skills at the time to actually do it? The cool thing is if they get it and want it, and they don't have the capacity. Generally speaking, I could probably give them the capacity. I could bring somebody in, a consultant if I needed to, that'll help them develop those skills. The other thing that I was thinking about, when if you have somebody that gets it once it doesn't have the capacity, I want somebody that does have that skill set like me that then wants to go and find that skill set on their own. They're going to go level that, up. Dude, I have that, had those people. That's the key. And I, and I think that my problem is, is anytime that I've relinquished control in a certain department, I've had lackluster results and I've sat there and watched and hoped that the person figured it out. And I've watched as it was going this direction, yeah, this direction, this, and I watch and I know exactly what's happened. I know exactly how to fix it. And I try to stay off. And after a few weeks, I'm like, yo, dude, this is not happening. This is here. What are we even doing? What are you actually doing? You're missing X, Y, and Z. This is happening. You don't even know your numbers. You're not checking it. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, why should I have to teach you this? Why, why don't you see this or know this or why haven't you sought out the knowledge to learn this? So I think that I maybe have had a bad experience when relinquishing control of certain departments yeah. that lead me to believe like I'm just going to do it myself because it's a lot easier and I'm comfortable where I'm at and I don't, I don't want to get angry oh. and frustrated. Well, the two things, I love to live in anger and frustration. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do true. think that we have to, like when I was going, opening location after location after location. And I think this is where a lot of gym entrepreneurs get stuck is I knew by opening a second location that both of those locations were only going to do 80 to 90%, generally about 90% of what it was truly capable of. If right. I did everything and I lived in that gym, I could get it to hundred and crush it. And this is where I saw so many gym owners get stuck and just go, like, well, they're waiting for perfection and they have to do this. I'm cool with like, giving up and letting people screw up as long as they can learn from it. I also have to recognize that if I don't give them the tools or the resources, then they're never going to be able to level up. So that's part of my responsibility as a leader is to help them. If I believe that they have the, tr they'll eventually have the capacity to give them that capacity. However, that also means I definitely have done this where I promoted people into positions before they were ready and I set them up for failure. And it's like, I would get frustrated. They would get frustrated because, yeah, maybe they wanted it. Maybe they had an idea. But maybe they didn't fully get what really was required of the position, but they just mm -hmm. weren't there yet. Yeah, it's like a premature, premature. Um, promotion. 
Yeah. So like sometimes maybe it's better to bring in a consultant in the short term or it's better to be like, hey, I want to put you into this role. I need you to do X, Y, Z and then see if they actually do that thing. It's like, hey, I want to put you into this operations role, but I need you to go and I need you to do this training and do this course. And I need you to come give me some ideas that you're going to do. And then I do have to be okay if they fail initially, as long as there seems to be, and this is just my opinion, if they screw up and fail in the beginning, that's okay. As long as then they don't make that same mistake again, they learn from it. They, they learn from it. Yeah. Upon it. I think it, de- it depends on like where that individual is coming from at the stage. So if I know that they're green, they've never had experience and I put them in, it's probably going to be a little bit of a longer process. Yep. If then I wanted to be perfect from the beginning, then I have to be willing to spend to hire that awesome person. If I'm like, hey, I don't have anybody that's going to be able to do this. I don't know how to do this. So I can't train somebody up. Yep. I'm just going to put somebody in. I'm going to spend more, but hopefully the return is going to be you know, much greater than what there's. Um, I like what you said about bringing in a consultant, maybe working alongside somebody. Like I've given people courses. I said, watch this, learn this. And then like put them in that role. And I've saw like none of the things were implemented. So like, did you really do it? Did you, did you, did, I mean, did you care? And then maybe that's a want it thing, right? Like maybe you don't get it or want it. Yeah. So, so like maybe it's the wrong. Yeah. Maybe they don't even get it. Maybe they don't even get it. Maybe they think it's, it's easier than it really is. Right. So they they don't want it enough. I think they want it and and they don't really get it because they don't know what entails it entails. And then when they find out what it entails, maybe they don't even want it. Right. So like that, that's like extremely frustrating on my part, but like, I do think I have a fault with like, you know, not maybe giving people enough tools or expecting them to do it on their own right? Like, like say, Hey, here's, here's take this course or, but what I like what you said was like, maybe even hiring a consultant. Like if somebody shows the desire to learn that and they show improvement or they show that they want to do that, maybe hiring a consultant to say, Hey, work alongside my team for the next three months. Yep. Shadow, give feedback. And because I, I, I've done as much as I can in, uh, planning my knowledge in this person's brain. And I'd like you to guide them through the finish line and help them and fill in the gaps that I wasn't able to do. And then that might be, I really like what you said, and that, just popped, that might be a really good way to groom somebody in-house that gets it once and has the capacity to do it to reach that position if you just like feel that you're not giving them exactly what they need. 100%. And I think that's like, you know, that's the, we have to understand that you and I, like we are a limiting factor. If we don't know something, then the likelihood of us unless we get like some sort of unicorn in our business, who's like really learning and doing that then, or, you know, we want to, so that's the big thing too, is we want to attract a players, you know, we want to really make sure that we're attracting them and hopefully loving them. But if we're, you know, having somebody in a gym that starts as a coach and then we want to level that person up to a gym owner, you know, Hey, somebody starts as a coach. I want you to open up a Legion franchise, you know, or something like that. But I need to over time, make sure I'm giving them the tools to get there. But and that's something we did when we started implementing traction. We started implementing EOS into uh, into Legion. You know, at first I self implemented it because I read the book and did some stuff. And then eventually, we what actually really helped us is we actually brought in an EOS implementer. So we hired an EOS consultant yeah. that would then help us run all of our meetings, like not all the meetings, but set it up, do the foundation, get us going. Yeah. And it was I was so pissed. I was like, why did I just waste two years? running EOS the shitty way, doing it wrong and incorrectly. When I had somebody coming in a weekend and everybody fully understood it, I was like, then I'll you can get everybody to read it, there. get the foundation and knowledge, then bring somebody else in to put the finishing yeah. polishing touches on it. Right. Like, so that could, that could be a shortcut. Yeah. I really like what you said about the consultant. So like for, for growth, like if we're looking to promote people within, like maybe you just need to like give them the knowledge, gauge if they get it, want it, have the capacity to do it. Then you need to just bring somebody else in sometimes. And then you don't need to just hire somebody. If you want to promote somebody within and you're like, this person could be a rock star, bring somebody else in to guide you. Like we hired yeah. um, Cole for like the sales thing. And I think it helped us out tremendously. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it was big time. Yeah, when we did, even today, I think like, I use a lot of his, even today I use a lot of his stuff. Right. And like, even if like, I, I think we were going over the script and I'm like, wow, my script is very similar to that. And it's just cemented. I'm like, wow, this is the way we should be doing it. And it works. And somebody else can set it. And then my employees hear it from somebody else. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, maybe it might be right that we should be doing these steps yeah. here the way that they do it. It's like, well, it's like the children thing. It's, you know, you, you might say something to your kid and somebody else says it and they all of a sudden, you're like, I just said the same thing. Why are you listening to them? But that's okay. Right. But it's also good to like have it on the course, make sure you're on the right course, everything like that. But I do think going back to to that is, you know, I was growing super fast. So sometimes I do think, especially if you're looking in that, that really fast growth, 
knowing that I'm a limiting factor for this, it would have been beneficial for me at that t- at that time if for these certain roles that I actually brought in somebody that had experience, that I was willing to invest more. And then maybe I would be able to bring, you know, somebody instead of having to put somebody internally, trying to promote them. Cause I think, I think one of going back to what you said is like, they get it, I think, or, or they, do they actually want it? I do think that a lot of people want the prestige. They want the role. Maybe they want the increased income, but they don't want what comes with it. Maybe they don't truly understand the responsibilities or what the role truly entails. They just want to level up in a degree, in a position, and it might actually be causing more harm because you could take this amazing – because I've had this happen. I took this amazing employee, put him into a role to like try and promote them and increase their income, but I put him in a role they didn't really, really want. They wanted the money and the prestige that came with it. And as a result, I soured this employee. They hated me. They hated the business, and they didn't do a good job. And you job lost a killer employee. Like, shoot. And yeah. you can't go backwards from that, right? When you're the director of yeah. – director of sales or whatever, you can't go back to being yeah. a salesperson or like a media buyer, right? Yeah. It's like tough. It's like, yeah, no, it's like I, tough. you wear this title. You are this title now. Yeah. You can't go back. And it's like, shoot, like, you know, did I – did I, you know, so it's like you end up setting the person up for failure, which doesn't help anybody. So I do think that if we look at it, it's like, hey, do I have somebody in my company that can take over this role? And depending on the level of growth that I'm in, how fast am I moving? And this could also just be a discussion like, we don't have to go from 1 million a month to 3 million a month tomorrow. Maybe that'll make our ego feel really good, but that actually would probably break the business yeah. if it was that fast. So is there a way it's like, how fast, like depending on, on the level we like it, if we want to really control the growth, like I went from 1 million to like 3 million and 3 million to 4 million, like, you know, so one, one year is, 1 million, the next year was 3 million, the next year was like 4 million. And then we were projected to do five the next year. But unfortunately, we didn't hit it because I do think that I didn't arm my team with the tools they really needed. And then we we got distracted and stuff like that. So we just repeated the same year uh, in the gyms. So, you know, if I had, you know, at that point brought in somebody from the outside that was new to the organization that already had the skills developed because they could just like think about any of the, the businesses that we go into and we look at because you know i do consulting for gyms i look at them like oh this is boom 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 you need to do this 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 and this and here's how we're going to do it here's the system you need to put in place and then be able to put that in place and it's really easy but for them they don't see it because they don't know that yet it's the same thing like i didn't know at the time what i didn't know you know that that visionary if you look at if you read the book rocket fuel which talks about visionaries and integrators like i'm a hundred percent a visionary i do have the ability to be an integrator. I do have the ability to do all those things. Doesn't mean I'm going to be the best at certain stages of the business. Right. Right. And that is a part of giving up control that I think is tough for like startup style entrepreneurs like you and I, like who love that bulldoze, like we'll run through the wall in order to get something done. Like we love testing and creating and ideating and stuff like that. And then oh man, screw it. Like I'll push it forward and I'll push it forward. You know? So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's that it's, it gets a little tough when we don't realize the limitations of our own skill sets. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember it, but like back in fit pro we were doing something and like, you were like, dude, stay in your effing lane. And like, I like to tinker with everything and I like to learn everything and I like to do everything. And you're like, dude, if you want to just do this, just leave this to me. This is my department. And I'm the type that has to do everything. I, I yeah. had to get involved in the marketing. I had to get involved with IT and fixing things. I had to get involved with customer service. I had to get involved with sales. And it was so yeah. frustrating to you. You're like, dude, just let me do my shit. And it was like, you're like staying yeah. in the lane. And it caused an issue with us. But like going back to like thinking like if you're a business or a company that wants to grow, do you truly want to grow? I kind of like what I do and how I do things. And I kind of like being involved in everything. I don't know necessarily that I want to replace myself with everybody and grow to a $50 million a year company. Maybe I just keep my company at a 10 to $15 million a year company. And we're everybody in the, the business, maybe we grow a few employees, but everybody in the business eats. They're happy. They're bought in. And then eventually when I sell it down the road, somebody could take it. And they're like, wow, I can turn this into a $50 million a year company. And it suits my lifestyle very well. There's a lot of growth potential there. And I don't know. That's just the type of person I am. And maybe that's what I need. So like if you're a business, you need to really reverse engineer what you want out of this. Because growth isn't for everybody. 
I think that is so fucking true. And like you and I have had a lot of those discussions because like as as I grow Gym Academy, I'm like, dude, I have zero desire, zero desire to build a business that's doing 30 million a year, you know, or 50 million a year. I see so many people that are so driven to create a business that's doing a hundred million and they want to become billionaires, yet they are still struggling to even get started. You know, I've done, you know, with the gyms, working in uh working in those micro gyms, like a micro gym doesn't do a ton per location. Like my goal was just to get a location to do at least 500K. You can get a top location doing a million. I, you know, similar models, depending on even dense areas, you can do a little bit more. But we're not, you know, it's a single location and then opening up more. Like that was that was my desire. With this, and I think similar to you, you and I have been talking about, like I actually really enjoy a lot of the things that if it was a different season of my life, I would have been quickly looking to offset. But I really love actually working with the gym owners in Gym Academy. Like that's where I have a lot of fun is doing those. And if I grow it too quickly, that's going to remove me from that. I want to make sure that I always have that because I'm going to be like, hey, I need to put a person here, here, here. We need to keep driving forward. I'm going to have to work on these big marketing things, all that stuff. But instead it's like, hey, let me just enjoy this process. It's going to continue to grow. We are growing and we're going to deliver just an absolutely fucking killer service that people can't touch. And then I also look at what are my, so this is a lot of what you and I have talked about is like, well, what do we actually want? Like to me, if I had a business doing 50 million a year, it's not going to materially change my life. It might maybe get me to where I want to be shorter, you know, in a faster pace, but I'm also not looking to not work. I love what I do. Like I pretty much have a life that I've already created where I can do whatever the hell I want. Like it's already, that's already been manifested. I don't think that's the right word. It's already been manufactured, you know? So like, it's, it's like, Hey, what's, so that's, so I think that's really important for people to, to what is growth? To find out. Why do like, you want growth? What like, what's the yeah, end goal? Like, you're just going to grow this to grow it so that you like somebody on Twitter or uh, TikTok or whatever, like thinks you're badass, but you're fucking miserable. Yeah. Like, dude, like every morning, you know, it's really cool. Like I'll wake up, I'll drink my coffee, you know, Lords, you know, she wakes up, I get to have breakfast with her. Like, that's fucking awesome. And then I want to make sure that I'm able to then spend quality time with Z too. Right. Now I do love to work. So like, right. and the cool thing is when Z and I communicate, I'm like, Hey, listen, I am in back into a season of growth. I can feel it ramping up, you know, cause I took like two years of not, right. um, but like it's feeling it, but it's like, Hey, and it's a cool thing. And she's like, cool. Like, Communicate it. Like, let's do this. She's, she's on board. And I, I, I do the same thing with Alina with you. Give yourself posi- permission hey. to change, right? Like my goal last week might have been to get a yacht and a helicopter and a private jet. My goal this week might be to just like make $2 million a year and live comfortably and reinvest it. So like my family's secure. And then next week I might want to buy a Bugatti. Who knows? Your goals yeah. change. Yeah. And I, I, I change like the weather. And I told yeah. you that like one way, like I want to grow. I want $50 million a year. And then the next day I'm like, dude, I'm just cool making like three, $4 million a year. I think if I made four million dollars a year i'd be happy i could stay there but i change every day every day yeah. so just give well, yourself permission think, to change i think that's so true and it's like that's where you know you and i talked to say hey at the end of the day the what we want that level let's say of income yeah it's gonna get it there faster but it doesn't change like it's not gonna really materially change my life i have zero fucking desire for a yacht now maybe in the future until but until you've been on a until you've been in you know off the coast of um um you know mafia nah. coast on a 180 foot yacht um maybe. riding jet I don't skis like water. dude i but almost listen, drowned so i'm not a 180 water, foot of so. yacht you're not on the water so like you might you don't know you can't tell me you don't want a yacht until you've experienced dude, a yacht I've been in, I've been on a yacht, maybe not that big of a yacht. You know, we've been on boats out here in Flathead Lake and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, that tinier boat or a fucking pontoon boat would be cool. Like, I don't like the open sea. I don't like the ocean. I like lakes and a, and a freaking yacht. Ain't gonna be for, a, for the record, lake. I want all of that. I'm back to wanting to I, grow my business to 50 yeah. million. You see how quickly we changed from like there the beginning are. of this episode to the end? I need a yacht now. Yeah. So then it means like, hey, now we already know it's like we got to take a look at the third chart. We got to put those, you know, build those roles and responsibilities and really get awesome A players in there. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I think the other thing that's really changed for me is I love growing a business. I love the actions that are in it. I love mm. learning new, new things that go along with it. So that's where like 
that's the other thing is like, I just like doing this. Like I, lo- I love the game of business. So my goal isn't to, it's, you know, it's to keep doing it. Like I'm going to want to do this in some capacity because it's just freaking fun. Like it gets me fired up, testing new things, trying new things, building and helping people. Like that's what I love doing. So I no longer focus so much on not doing it. I think before I wanted to grow, 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 do this, get somewhere, sell it and never have to work again. And then I did a year where I didn't really have to work. And I was like, ah, I don't really enjoy this as much. So I actually enjoy the process of the growth and I've changed my thinking from, Hey, what do I need? Like only looking really, I thought I had a 10 year vision, but I was really only looking at one year, maybe three, not even really three. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm thinking it's 30 year windows. And by looking at a 30 year window, it really changed my entire perspective on everything. And knowing that over the next 30 years, I want to, you know, I have the options and opportunity to do the things that I want and what I like to do is work. So I don't need to, in the past, I used to think I had to create this massive business. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to work. I'm, I'm literally recording this in my underwear. Like, like you can't see it underneath me. I generally I, don't I assure you I am on. not. <laughs> I don't put pants on. I don't want to have to have a business where I got to fucking put pants on. You're right? like Mountain Man instead of Liver King. Yeah. So it's like, usually it's underwear and a tank top. I got a hoodie on. It's getting a little cold out here in Montana. But, I, you know, I don't have that desire to, to honestly, right now, have to manage 50 people, 100 people, right. you know, the headaches and stuff that go with it. Right. It's just not me. Right. So you create your business around like your, the lifestyle you want, your, your dream lifestyle. And I think yeah. like, I know we're yeah. getting close on time, so let's get ready to close it out. But I think ending with that thought is very important, right? Like growth, like um, it's almost a novelty in things. Like, you know, when you get something new, you're super excited about it and you go crazy about it. Then all of like, you get a new car and you drive it all the time. Then all you're like, yeah. whatever, you stop washing it. You stop detailing it. You stop caring about it, right? You yeah. stop staring at it when you lock the doors and walk away. Um, it's almost like we, we enjoy that. Like we enjoy growing a new business. It's not just like, oh, I learned this new, um, yeah. you know, like GHL. Like when we learned GHL, I'm like, wow, this is cool. And you know, like, dude, yeah. we can do this. We can do that. We can do this. We can build this. Yeah. Oh my God, it does this. They added this feature. And like, yeah. these things are very, very, very exciting. And it's almost a novelty. And like, you know, maybe, maybe you're the type of entrepreneur that likes creating those things, then handing them off to somebody who can take them to the next level, right? You don't have to be yeah. the person that says, hey, I want to be Bezos. And I want to grow this from literally packaging books in a basement to, you know, billions of dollars, right? You don't have to do that. Um, you can be an entrepreneur that really yeah. likes to create value, uh, run it for a year or two. I love it. I enjoy it. Um, and then I'm going to hand it to the next person that can serve this business better and serve these yeah. clients better and take it to that next level. And then I move on to the next thing because that's what I like doing, creating new things. Yeah. And that's like, Exactly. And, and part of that too right now is since I do, I do notice like something about me because you've always given me shit, especially recently over this. Shiny object like syndrome. New things. But it's also served me very well. The other thing is now my focus is, hey, and I did this within Legion as well. It's like, hey, when I'm, I'm getting that idea to create something new, you know, it's like, hey, why don't we create this within Gym Academy? Right. Why don't I create this in Legion? It's like, hey, we can create new things. And that was one Under of the things the I was thinking about back to growth. Of. One of the really, really cool things that I really enjoyed and why I think Legion was able to get to a level that so many other gyms weren't is like, honestly, what I consider to be the third phase of growing a gym, which is essentially when you're multiplying, you're adding ways to grow, is we're always testing new stuff. So it was allowing me to be still that like entrepreneur within my business, creating new things and seeing if it worked. Like last night, we tested something that it was actually pretty cool. It was new, I was really excited building it and then building out the new product suites within Gym Academy. So there's a cool way where we say, hey, we can serve and we can help more people, we can build new things without having to, while still focusing on one business, keeping it as, you know, we're working with one person and stuff like that. And I think that's, again, like you're saying, like that's the exciting part, it's the new, it's the trying, it's the testing. It's, it's improving on the current, it's, it's improving on the current processes and the current business that we have. You get a high, like, Oh, wow. I can do that. Wow. I just did that. Wow. I created that. That is really cool. It worked. Holy Jesus. It's even like as marketers creading a new ad, when you see it start getting leads, you're like, dude, that just worked. I literally just whipped up my camera and sell some stuff. People actually like it and they're willing to listen to my message. That gets me like high every time. I'm like, whoa, dude. I looked at one of my videos that had 13 million views. 
um, or but just oh, one right. of my videos on one of the platforms. And I'm like, wow, dude, yeah. like 13 million people have listened to my message. And that I probably have over 100 million views. I'm like, wow, dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah. People want to want to listen to what I have to say. And then it's also providing a pretty damn good ROI. Right, so. right. And value for them too. It's a win-win for everyone across the board. Yeah. You know, so I think so, like going back to it, I think you have to get super clear and it's okay if the goals of your business change, but also understanding that different levels of your business require different things. And you have to be cool with like, is that the kind of business that you want? Do you want to keep it where it's, you know, because you could have, especially because we're in service-based businesses, you know, there's, I remember, uh, I think it was like Ezra Firestone was talking about Boom, which is his skincare company. And then he also has Smart Marketer, which is like his coaching company. And one was like 30 million. The other one was 5 million in revenue. And the 5 million one in revenue actually did more profit than the one that was crazy. So it's also thinking, it's like, we are, we are, the cool thing is we're in businesses that have very good margin. So, you know, we don't have to have these absolutely mag, like magnificent sized teams, but you have to understand like the levels of the business that you're going to go to. Do you want to do that? Is that going to get you closer to your end goal? You know, the life that you want to live uh, and then designing it and then understanding that there's going to be change and, if you may not be the person that's equipped and if you're not equipped and you're going to have to bring in those other people into your business in order that are equipped that can get it to that next level. Or like you said, sell it to somebody who wants to right. do that. That's there's a lot, of, val- there's a lot of value in that. Hey, I see where this can yeah. go. I know that this needs to be done. This can go here. I just don't want to do it. Do you want to buy it for me for $20 million and turn it into a $50 million a year company? It's very yep. profitable, fully transparent. Check the books out. I'll send this NDA over. Yeah. And um, it's a great business. I just am very comfortable with what I do. I've done it for the last five years. I just don't want to take it to the next yeah. level. But if you can do it, it can be life-changing for you. And that, dude, that's exactly it. It's like you have the zero to one. And that's what private equity exists for is the companies that have already figured out that are already at one, you know, one to five or one to 10 or whatever. That's who they like to gobble up because they love to do that. Then they sell it to venture. On a moving you know, train. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, what level, where are you at? And it's okay to change over time. It's okay to, to, to want to be in those different things. I don't know, man. That's the, right. that's the cool thing about fucking businesses. You get to, you get to make up those decisions. You get to do what you want. Reverse engineer, dude. What's that, what's that book? It's the uh, choose your adventure. That's what life is. It's choose your adventure. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.